Happy Boxing Day. It's rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. As you might expect, Matt Dyson is at home, passed out in his big armchair. I'm making curry from yesterday's leftovers, so Big Matt Curry it is. This is a special best of show, so we're not live! Brace yourselves, it's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You're listening to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford. Dyson isn't here, by the way. He was last seen dancing on the tables at his home during the virtual Absolute Radio Christmas party. So he's been signed off for today to recover. That said, it wouldn't be the same without a Dyson-esque intro. And last year, he gave us such a festive footballing feast, we couldn't help but replay it this year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and we have a festive football feast for you and your kin this afternoon. And lo, underneath the North London star, Archangel Arteta comes to the angry Arsenal fan TV contributors outside the Emirates (laughs) on a cold winter's night, venting and ranting like the lonely shepherds on a mountainside watching their flocks, only saying, you get me fam, a lot more than they did in the Bible. (laughs) Ancelotti also bringing his big panettone to Merseyside toffees like a a Babo Natale for the Blue Scousers. Elf on a shelf, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is not in action with United <laughs> until tomorrow. We all have a Carol at Christmas, don't we? And sometimes Andy Carroll isn't injured at this time of year. He may play some part as Newcastle entertain Crystal Palace at the Cathedral of St James's at three o'clock. Elsewhere, it's your classic good versus evil Christmas tale as the Saints take on the villains. Ralph Harsenhutl uh, came from the snow-covered Austrian Alps to bring us some footballing glue vine this afternoon. It's like having a newborn king for Bournemouth at home to Burnley this afternoon with Josh King back from injury. No sermon at the Vitality Stadium today though as Andrew Sermon is injured. This is Uh, genius. It's according to the Gospel of Matthew. Uh, But there will be a Yuletide (laughs) blessing from Pope in goal for Burnley, of course. In terms of birds getting stuffed, uh, the seagulls will be hoping to avoid (laughs) defeat at Brighton uh, as they take on the freshly sharpened blades while the canaries are being thrown to the wolves this afternoon. All prayers to God. Free, Ben Godfrey <laughs> ruled out until February with a bad knee injury. And then at half past five, Jesus shall bless us with his goals as Man City play Leicester in the battle for second place. It's festive football rocking and rolling around the Christmas tree on Absolute Radio. And we're live! <laughs> That was perfect, but with 20 seconds spare. And it's still goalless. Everton against Arsenal. Come on, bring it in. We've got seven minutes to go. Don't go switching. You're staying here on Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio, where real music at Christmas really matters. (laughs) Oh, mate, that is the cleverest one you've ever done. That was genius. Yeah, thank you. That was a festive theme. Did you notice? It was so good. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford. One of the highlights of my Christmas Day yesterday was getting to do a Christmas Day Zoom with Dyson. Uh, it was very festive, slightly ruined by his heavy breathing, and we did have a bit of a falling out. He lost at strip poker and got very upset. I didn't realise we were playing it, but um, he, well, 
He lost, and you know what that involves. He's not texted me back since, which is why we're not here today. Uh, but one of the highlights of 2020 was having a man on the show that we mention every week. Stuart Pierce joined us for a chat, and we began by asking him if Euro 96 being played in England made it extra special. Yeah, I think it did, you know, because... Um, for me, it was. I always felt as though it was going to be my last tournament. You know, I'd made my mind up before the tournament, and obviously, I, I sort of grew up and worked in the borough of Brent, where Wembley is, and everything that went with that. And the fact it was a home tournament that had not come about before then, um, yeah, it, it did. It was a. It was very emotional for me to play in it, and the euphoria that surrounded the tournament was something that I don't think any of us that, that of an age that were at the tournament really thought that would happen. You know, we thought it might be a decent home tournament, but it really got going. The whole country got behind the team, and uh, it was a fantastic showcase, I think, for football. It was mar- marvellous, and for many of us, the best summer of our lives. Um, I-, I didn't appreciate until reading the book how big a deal Wembley had been to you in your life before a footballer, how many times you'd been there, the people you knew that had worked there. So for you, it must have had a, an even more of a special meaning. Yeah, it wasn't just this sort of holy grail stadium in London that you popped to for a cup final or whatever. I mean, I worked there as a 14-year-old kid in the bar as a porter, um, I used to go there on a Friday night when I was a non-league player to uh, Greyhounds to watch the Greyhounds. I watched Evil Knievel jump over 13 buses there. My brother took me. I've, you know, I've been a ball boy there at the Vars final. I, you know, I've got a real connection with the stadium, to be fair. Uh, and just the parts of the book where you go into detail about some of the games, I, I just wonder, do you, do you still remember them in, in technical HD detail or did you have to watch a few of them back on YouTube to refresh your memory? No, we were battered with them this summer, weren't we? You know, they're on the telly of the game. I couldn't, oh, yeah. watching reruns of 96 and 90, I, I couldn't believe what a bad player I was, to be fair. You know, the only, <laughs> the only thing that's improved my playing career over the years is old father time, you know? People have got this sort of rose-tinted uh, opinion of myself that I was a lot better than ever I was, make no mistake. And watching some of them back were, were horrible, to be fair, at times. Oh, come um, on, come on. I remember the days when, when I was a kid on the Trent End and you were pushing Kenny Sampson for that left-back spot in the England squad. And we used to sing, we all agree, Psycho is better than Sansom. And uh, we at the time, there was a massive clamour for you to be the England first-choice left-back. And you were amazing back then. Come on, you deserved your England place. Well, let's just say I worked hard for it. I've got an interesting story with Kenny Sampson. When I was a non-league player, I um, well, I went to the PFA dinner, you know, uh, they have it in London every year and all the t- pro teams come and we, we got a non-league table up to go there. And uh, we were on table five, so we thought, brilliant, we're right at the front and the tables went, the stage was there, the tables went one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine. Five was out in Park Lane, you know, it was frightening. <laughs> but my, my manager at the time, bear in mind I'm just a, a non-league player, my manager at the time said, come on, I'll go and introduce you to Kenny Sampson, I know him. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I was so embarrassed, like, you know. He took me over, and at the end of the conversation, he introduced, he said, good left back, this young lad, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the conversation, he said, he'll take your place one day. Wow. As we walked off. And 
Like when you're a non-league player, you think, "My God, how can you say that, to Kenny Sampson?" <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's quaking in his shoes at the moment. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! Uh, he should have put money on that happening, shouldn't he? That old yeah, boss. Yeah, it wouldn't wow. have been a bad little bet. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Dyson. Fordy has been having a few too many Baileys, so we're sadly not here today. And now those of you who follow rock and roll football around the country every weekend will know around this time each week, Roy Keane pops up for a little rant. So here's one of our favourites from the year. You've been emailing us all week. Football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tweeting us at R&R Football. Keep your suggestions coming in through the week. Matt Dyson is now going to put your suggestions to uh, the man himself via a spirit guide. Okay, while you summon him, uh, I will uh, tell you that the question this week comes from Billy on Twitter, who wants to hear what Roy's take is on Secret Santa. I ain't got a problem with it. You know, it solves a lot of problems for me because the, the worst thing... After you like this, I want to buy presents for everybody, and then someone buys you a present, you think you weren't on my list. You know, and then you got to run around buying presents for people you're not that bothered about. Secret Santa for me is great. You know, it's 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 the it's the Christmas version of being tactically astute because what you do, you deploy people in the correct position. So you all pick names out of a hat. You, you set a budget. You know, if it's work, it's a five or a ten. Right? If, if it's maybe for your family, it's forty, fifty quid. The problem is, people buy silly things. And you think, but look, just if you want to know what I want for Christmas, you know, take me, for example. I obviously like football. You know, and beyond that, literally nothing else. So don't get me anything that's not to do with football. Some people get you a silly gift. Yeah. Especially if it's a high budget. You know, it's a five or fine. Everyone's getting a joke, right? That's the point. Am I right? <laughs> Yes, you are well, right. Don't I mean, seem to be so asking I'm, these I'm, questions. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just imagining what uh, what you maybe get for like Jamie Carragher or Graham Souness. I mean, what what, what would I get for them? Well, I get Jamie Carragher yeah. a, a, a razor blade because the beard is atrocious. <laughs> I'm the only one who can grow a proper beard on Sky Sports, and, and that's a fact. I'd say, Jamie, you're, you're looking like you're going through problems now. You, you need to get rid of that beard. You know, it looks like things at home aren't good. <laughs> it's, you said, you know, especially when he's got a wee, and he you know, he doubles it up with a woolly with a woolly waistcoat. <laughs> Don't, it's added it's hair in parts of his body that there shouldn't be hair. I know we're living in a society that's getting rid of hair. He's he's making up for it. It's like carbon offsetting, but with the hair on his face. <laughs> You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Happy Boxing Day. This is the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford. I'm usually joined by Matt Dyson, of course, but he's not here. Um, he's taking the day off. He does look a bit like Santa, and Santa does get Boxing Day off, so we're, uh, we're not too upset with him. But it is the reason that we're not live. One of many reasons we've given throughout the afternoon. Uh, all year, we've packed the show with celebrity guests and friends of the show, but little did we know that the Prime Minister would make an appearance. I may have mentioned that I'm um, doing Spitting Image, which uh, has dropped today on BritBox, which you can get by subscribing to BritBox. Um, I'm one of the writers on it, and I'm voicing Donald Trump and Boris Johnson and Keir Starmer. Yesterday, someone tweeted me this, so I found out. Boris Johnson was asked on ITV... About this me in person. This is absolutely incredible. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, so this is real. I, I know I sometimes I put impressions on here, and you all think Roy King's genuinely here. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this, what you're about to hear is absolutely real. So uh, this is just incredible. 
Matt Ford, a Nottingham uh, impressionist, is your voice on the new Spitting Image programme coming right. uh, our way. Do you have any requests for the man who's going to be impersonating the Spitting Image? No, I'm none at all. I hope you'll, I'm sure you'll do an absolutely brilliant job. But I have to say that the, 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 the image, the puppet, like I it? thought was rather too flattering. I, I, think, they need, uh, I think they need to, get to, to think again. Because uh, I looked at I, I wasn't sure who it was meant to be. I thought it was it's meant I, to be you. Yeah, no, I know. But it, it, it bore a faint resemblance. I thought it looked a bit like. Bjorn Borg or someone. I wasn't entirely sure who it was, um, but anyway, I, I wish Matt forward every good fortune in um, imitating me. That's so bizarre. <laughs> the Prime Minister right, is I, I, talking I, I, about you. Wow. It's so funny Amazing. that he basically goes straight into an impression of Boris Johnson when he's out. Yeah. Puppet. But I wish Matt forward all the. Uh, come on. I, 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 uh, so, it's just so surreal. My mum was like, I think Boris Johnson's talking about you on telly. Like, oh, That's God. Amazing. I thought I was going to wow. go to prison for treason yeah. or something. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Hello and welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Dyson. Fordy has managed to find the cheese board here at Absolute Radio Towers, so he's far too busy to be on the actual show today, which is why it's a best of. Uh, as you may know, Fordy and I are massive Forest fans, so speaking to Stuart Pearce was a huge highlight for both of us this year. You've already heard him a little bit from him, but here we began by asking what he's shouting in that iconic moment from Euro 96. Um, it's just a sort of come on shout, really. Come I, on, I don't, yeah. I can't sort of... I mean, for me, it was fantastic. I never used to come out and warm up before the game. So the first time I do, I used to go out and warm, look at the pitch when there was no crowd in the stadium, probably an hour and a quarter before, just to check my studs and stuff like that, and then yeah. go back in. So the first time I come out to face a full stadium um, was you know just before kickoff and and at that time that's when you need the sort of the the noise level to be kicked up in the stadium it worked brilliantly for me and I was fortunate especially at Forest like the the sort of interaction between myself and the fans it was amazing not just as a player but even now when I go back you know I mean I'm I'm very very fortunate to to have the support that I've had at that club yeah I mean, they were amazing. The noise. Yeah. The, the, the noise when you first walked out as manager yeah, is unlike like anything amazing. I've ever heard. Yeah. I, you're right. I mean, I'd, I weren't expecting anything like that, if I'm being honest with you. I knew that we were near capacity on the day, and I knew that, you know, there's a bit of excitement for the new season and stuff like that. But my goodness me, when I walked out, it, it was... I've never had an atmosphere like that at the city ground, even in my playing days. Nowhere near it, to be honest with you. And that that day there, and a lot of people say that they're in the stadium. I was amazed by it, to be quite honest with you. It was incredible. And I thought, if we can harness this, you know, the, my main driver then going back was hopefully the, the players can feed off a bit of that and, mm. and, and give us a big push, yeah. you know. So, there you go. Well, one of the one of the star players we had that season was Mikel Antonio, who obviously is still doing the business for West Ham United. It must be great being able to work with him again. Yeah, it is. To be fair, he's uh, he's a smashing lad, and to be fair, when he was uh, he come in, done really well for us. I thought Britt done really well as well. Our sort of two biggest signings that summer. So, um, as I say, mixed done brilliantly. He's had a really good season so far with us this year. They had a 
brilliant finish to the season last year as well for West Ham. So he's done really well for us. And uh, as I say, it's good to to have connections with players when you know certain players that I've worked with in the past. If you like, Craig Dawson's joined us on on sort of loan at the moment. I work with him with the Olympic team and stuff like that. There's certain Mark Noble, the team club captain, was my was at the under twenty ones with me. So it's nice to have those connections. Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. It's the best of rock and roll football Boxing Day special. I hope you're having a good Christmas and I hope you got some some nice presents yesterday. Matt Dyson has been a nightmare this year and has rightly found himself on Santa's naughty list. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is Dyson is currently in a queue at Argos trying to take his lump of coal back so he can't do the show today. Coal back, of course, uh, Forest midfielder, not to be confused with just taking a lump of coal back. Why didn't I think of a joke of that before? Stay tuned for that next Christmas. Anyway, it's the best of rock and roll football today and we won't be giving you any live scores, sadly. But surely, by now, someone somewhere in the world has scored a goal. So here is some festive air haul. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Hello, welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Dyson. Fordy has been bought a karaoke at home set for Christmas and we thought it best that he used it at home and saved all of our ears. So we're doing a best of today. Uh, Throughout the year, we asked for your weird and wonderful stories and one of our favourite topics is odd places you've seen footballers. And Fordy, uh, his one from this year, was golden. I saw Scott Gemmell on a train last year. Um, I was on a train from Taunton to Durham, which I didn't have to change um, in a spectacular tour booking. I was uh, doing Taunton one night and Durham the next. Southwest England and then North East England was able to get a direct train. Wow, direct. Anyway, um, I was in first class. And um, (laughs) so... Scotty Gemmell was as well. So was Scott Gemmell, yes, yeah. So what is he, under-21s manager at Scotland now, is he or something? Yes. And just yes. a fun fact, Scott is short for Scotland. That's his actual name, Scotland Gemma. Yes, that's such a weird fact, isn't it? There you go. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So, I'm, <laughs> as I say, in first. Uh, I booked <laughs> early and got a deal, right? Anyway. Okay, first. yeah. And, um, other people, yeah, yeah. It's a Saturday, right? So halfway through the journey, loads of football fans get on on their way to whatever game it was. And like the train is just packed. They're, they're oh, in every yeah, carriage, horrible. including first, right? And they're drunk. They're basically fine, but it's loud, right? Anyway, mm. he's not happy because obviously they won't have paid to be in that particular carriage. They all ah. get off at Preston or wherever they get off at. And uh, about an hour later, the ticket lady's coming round. And she's going, tickets, please. And he goes, you know, there was loads of football... He's got a really squeaky voice as well. He goes, you know, oh. you, you know there was loads of football fans in here earlier and no-one was kicking them out. <laughs> she went, I'm really sorry, like, hundreds of them got on. But, you know, I couldn't get down the aisle. And, uh, and this is what he said. She went, all I'm hearing is excuses. Like, oh, wow. You conduct her, not a ref. What are you on about? All I'm hearing is excuses. I'm very sorry, sir, but I couldn't get down the aisle. There's hundreds of blokes, you know, yeah. drinking. There was, there was nothing on. I could do. I know it's frustrating. Well, they didn't have tickets, did they? I've paid for my seat. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, I'm painting a great picture of Scotland Gemmell here. I felt like to her. That is former Nottingham Forest and Everton star. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd seen his goals in the Zed Deus Cup final. Oh, they were there. I was at Wembley for 
cover. They're amazing. Oh. Southampton, he scored an amazing goal. Incredible. But, yeah. Seeing a forest <laughs> legend on a train and then hearing him say oh. to a ticket inspector, oh, let me wow. really take excuses. <laughs> Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was just like, it, it's such a strange thing to say to her. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's, I hardly expect him to sort of carry on in that vein. Well, it's just decision making at this level, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just typical of this league. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford. This year at the Rock and Roll Football Christmas Party, Dyson had too much mulled wine and he still hasn't recovered, which is why we're not live. Around this time every week, we get a celebrity football fan on to talk about their team, what they've been up to this year and football in general. And here is one of our favourites. Ladies and gentlemen, very excited. It's time now. Please give it up for the How Time Entertainment. Well, last week we had Ricky Ross from Deacon Blue. Today we are delighted to be joined by one of Britain's greatest actors, an absolute star, Arsenal fan, Tamsin Outhwaite. Tamsin, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me on. Oh, we're delighted to have you on. We're all big fans of you here, and of course you're you're a big fan of Arsenal. Um, I am. Do you remember your first... I, mean, I, do feel a bit, I feel a bit of a fake fan at the moment, because I used to be a season ticket holder, and I used to go religiously... But um, well, I just on Sundays. <laughs> but I, I suppose at the moment no one is going to football, so I guess we're all in the same boat there. Um, yeah. So who was the first player that was your idol? Well, so I remember the days of like Liam Brady, Chippy wow. Brady. Uh. So, like, it was an Arsenal house, and um, Liam Brady, Malcolm and McDonald. Mm. Yeah. Um, and. I, I suppose it was those days, really. But my, my glory days, I always think, I still think this is our team. It's like Ian Wright. Yes. On, on, oh, my, yeah. my dream team of Henri, Campbell, Vieira, <sighs> Lee Dixon, Ray Parler. I mean, it must um, have been amazing as well, because that's when you were becoming really famous at that point, like a massive star on EastEnders. So <laughs> your career was going great. Your football team were going great. It must have been, it must have been the time of your life. Yeah, they were glory days, weren't they? I mean, yeah. Was it late 90s? I should imagine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a shame now because I don't really... I mean, I still think Arthur Wenger is the manager. <laughs> <laughs> so when I see Arteta, you know, I just go, what? What's, what? Who's that? Oh, yeah. So I haven't really kept up well enough and I do feel a bit like, you know, why is George Graham not there? The thing is, you're, you're, but you're doing better than Arsenal now. You're in a new drama called Ridley Road. Has that started filming oh, yeah. yet? Yes, we've started filming. It's in Manchester, all set in the 60s, swinging 60s in London. Amazing. Um, about a young Jewish girl and about the fascists in those times. And it was, I mean, we, I've only filmed a little bit and I've got the rest of mine to do December time when I'm playing like a hairdresser in the middle of... Uh, Soho, who's you know got massive hair and the love <laughs> Barbara, and loosely in my head, based on Barbara Windsor, that kind of character. Uh, oh, sort really, of, what, but yeah. what sort of Barbara? Like Barbara Windsor at the Queen Vic, or Barbara Windsor Carry On films? Uh, oh gosh, there's a whole load in between that as well. Yeah, yeah fair uh, point. I yeah. Would say, but slightly more Barbara Windsor Carry On. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on fighting fascism, the uh, the, the yeah. carry on film they should have made. <laughs> Absolutely nothing like Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> the same 
Now, Matt Dyson has a personal connection to you, Tamsin, through his wife that he's now going to explain. So I hope we're not ambushing you. No, this is quite weird. It's quite weird, and you probably don't remember, but I told my wife that you were coming on the show uh, today, and she said, oh... I once sold Tamsin Althway a bin, and and then it got the right. Right, okay, right. This happened at a shop in Crouch End called Arcabellano, Right. Yes. Apparently, you you came in, brought a Brabantia bin, and on your way out, it got damaged in the door. Right, and so the the owner said, "Oh, well, we'll swap it for a new one," and then you took the new bin home and the dented bin. Katie, my wife, was given it. They said, well, we can't do anything with this dented bin. So she got your old bin. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and she remembers it for, for, to this day. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't remember the actual bin story, but yes, Crouch End, that all sounds quite... <laughs> you remember the shop, yeah. though, yeah, yeah. But is, she in, is, that, is that shop still open? Uh, no, no, I I don't, I'm not sure it is. To be fair, no, no, no. It wasn't. And there wasn't any. There was no suggestion that it was your fault, and you were very nice to everyone involved. It was the door's fault. The door shut. The door shut on you as you were going out. And, and you imagine you're carrying a big bin out, and the Actually, door, the door dented the bin. I remember it now because I fractured my yes. hip at the same time. The door hit oh, my hip. No way. Oh, really? Seriously? Oh no. Yes. So accident at work. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's blame, there's a claim. Come on. Well, Backdated. Yes. I'll, I'll be back at that shop tomorrow. I remember that. Oh, I don't actually know. It was a good. Uh, it was a good ten, fifteen years ago, perhaps. It was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, long time ago. But uh, she said oh, you were lovely. My love. I will do, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, we haven't got the bin anymore. No, we haven't got it anymore. We've moved, we've been through many bins since then. But yeah, I just thought, yeah, I just thought I'd share it with you. <laughs> Another story like that. Thompson, I'm so sorry that this was meant to be about football and your new telly show. We've ended up talking about the time you fractured your hip on a bin. This I certainly feel bad about bringing that memory back. Yeah, oh I didn't actually fracture my hip, and I'm really sorry about this. Oh, thank God. <laughs> good, good, good. Phew. Tamsin, thank you so much for joining us. We wish Arsenal all the best for the coming season, for the rest of the season. Of course, we can't wait to see Ridley Road. Uh, we're massive fans of you here at the show, so we can't wait you know to see that. that. I still, even when I'm in a, um, a theatre production, I still say half-time instead of the interval. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, brilliant. It's not football. It's not football. <laughs> that is superb. Tamsin, have a great weekend. Thank you so much nice for coming on. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Samson Althwaite, what an amazing guest. That was your halftime entertainment. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Dyson. Now, over Christmas, the trains are usually on a different timetable. So consider this your rail replacement rock and roll football service. Uh, For those of you who follow uh, the show around the country every weekend will know around this time each week, we cross over to Jim. White in the My Sports News Centre, and here is our favourite from the year. Thanks so much, Matt and Matt. Breaking news reaching us from overseas. Stuart in Canada has revealed he's installed two Christmas trees, a new modem, and even got a glass eye. Sources close to Stu also state a family-sized box of Quality Street, although we haven't yet had formal confirmation. More on that story as it develops. I've got to be honest with you, Natalie. 
I've got no idea what the hell is going on in that story. Well, that's, that's certainly an impressive amount of things to achieve in one day. Who has this guy? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's amazing, Stu. Well done. Uh, it is tempting when those tins of chocolates are around, uh, isn't it, though? Like in the office, you know. And they're just around, just tempting you in there, isn't it, Jim? You can be tempted to have a well, few. Well, no, no, because yeah. uh, I'm on a diet, and we got left to one of these boxes, these tubs of quality shit. I didn't get a single one, but I saw you in makeup with a, a sort of brown paste around your mouth. <laughs> I, think, I wonder what that would have been. I think some people have accused you in the past of putting the wrappers back in, Jim. Uh, a horrible, horrible. I would never do act. that. I would never no. do that. <laughs> okay, That's not well, true. The jury's out. Uh, moving on, uh, Mark from Nottingham has confirmed the news he's completed police training school. Amazing. While well, we now uh, wishes his beloved Nottingham Forest could achieve something as impressive, it does seem that dream is very much a long way off. <laughs> Let's not speak. I mean, we've got friends who support that club. Yeah, no, so let's just tread carefully just, yeah, because we're yeah. treading on their dreams. <laughs> yeah. If it's you have true. anything else you'd like to report us on next week, then you can always email us football absoluteradio.co.uk, tweet us at Aaron Our Football. And just to those of you that, if you do get a, a tub of quality street manager heroes, celebrations, roses, any of the other leading, or indeed uh, more uh, weird and wonderful brands. Yeah. Never put the wrappers back in. Make sure you share them out. And don't just leave the ones in that you don't like. Yeah, don't leave the bounties at the bottom. Come on. No, because I tell you what, there'll be a bounty on your head. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean smeared around your mouth. I'll tell you something, I, I, a lot of respect for you as a broadcaster, Natalie. But you're greedy. You're a no. greedy woman. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Happy Boxing Day. This is the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford. Matt Dyson can't be here, by the way, because in our rock and roll football secret Santa, he forgot to bring his gift in. Appalling behaviour. And it meant that our producer, Will, went home empty-handed. Dyson is rightly embarrassed by this, so he's not come in, which is why we're not live. Throughout today's Best Of, we've been hearing from England and Forest legend Stuart Pearce. And this story he's about to tell you is one of the best we've heard all year. But we started by asking him about his trips to the theatre with his teammates. Yeah, yeah. There was Most of the squad had gone out for a beer that night. There was myself, Nigel Clough, Curly. I think Tony Coton was there as well, oh. and a few staff members. So we were we were in there. I thought, it's only across the road. We were in Auckland, I think, at the time. And I thought, fantastic, go to theatre tonight. So I was quite surprised that Curly and, and, and Tony Coton decided to come as well. Not so much Nige, because he's a, a little bit of a culture vulture himself, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, we all sat down, and within sort of five minutes of it, uh, TC was up uh, Curly was up I'm going for a beer I'm not having this and off they went <laughs> Philistines but it's it's such a great show Les Mis like it's an it's a euphoric the music's fantastic it's not it's not kind of like an inaccessible oldie English it's not like going to watch Shakespeare yeah. where it'd be quite hard to kind of get into it yeah. Yeah, you, listen, you're preaching to the converted here. You know, I whole show thoroughly enjoyed it, and it's a life's memory. I know where I was on the day that I was in New Zealand when I saw Les Mis, you know, so it's fantastic, you know, but I think that's all, all part of it, you know. I'd prefer, I like doing things like that, getting off my backside and going and do bits and pieces that are maybe. I, I like surprising people, if you like. Some yeah. people got a perception of me, and sometimes you think, oh, I didn't know he'd done that. I, I didn't know 
I, I was also as well, here's a story for you. I, I used to go, when I was playing for Newcastle United, they used to do a matinee on a Wednesday afternoon um, and I went to see South Pacific on my own. So I'm sat there, I'm on the end of the audience. <laughs> wow. Right, listen, I'm on the end of the row up in the first tier. And yeah. I think the, the manager must have kept the tickets for himself and just released them at the end. So there's me on the end row with six empty seats next to me and a full house of pensioners because they got a supplement on the day. <laughs> so I'm watching South Pacific and three rows in front of me, a lady gets up, an elderly lady, and starts to walk out. And I'm thinking to myself, I must say it now, I must admit at the time I'm thinking... My goodness me, love, couldn't you have gone to the toilet before the production started, you know? So anyway, she's walked up, she's collapsed. She's, like, literally collapsed on the stairs right next to me. And I'm thinking, this little voice inside me is going, for God's sake, man, get up and do something, you know? So in the end, a, a fella rushes down from uh, from a couple of rows back and says, all right, I'm a doctor. So we've ended up... I've grabbed the leg, someone else has grabbed another leg, someone's got an arm, someone's got another arm, and we're carrying this woman up the steps with, with the show of South Pacific going on behind me. And I was sort of thinking to myself, oh my goodness me, please, no one recognise me, you know? And I'm thinking, Christ, I've got a hell of a sweat on, you know that nervous sweat when you... <laughs> Um, anyway, anyway. What an unexpected anecdote. I, 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 I know. Uh, but that, that was South Pacific. Unless you go to these things, you never get involved in yes. these scrapes, you know? Exactly. I mean, I wonder if your football training kicked in. Did you go, she's done a cruciate here? <laughs> well, I was a bit worried they would suspect that I've tackled her as she's gone out to get some pick mix or something, you know? Yeah. Put a reducer yeah. in. <laughs> exactly. oh, man. I think she was all right. I, I, I went out at the interval, and yeah. um, Wally Usher said to me, "It's all right, you know. Thanks for helping." She's uh, she. We popped her off to hospital now or wow. something. You know? Wow! So, yeah. It's amazing that you know there's an old woman out there who was basically stretched out the theatre by Stuart Pearce. So <laughs> yeah. If she's listening, maybe she can get in touch oh, with the show. Maybe we can have an emotional reunion, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> like um, like celebrate. Yeah. yeah, and maybe the three other stretcher bearers as well. Yeah. You know? we'll get you all together, take you to a West End show. It'd be lovely. <laughs> take Keith Curley, he can walk out after five minutes. Yeah. 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 Oh, Stuart, this, is, this has been such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Been my pleasure. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. This is the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Ford, usually joined by Matt Dyson. One of the many other excuses he gave today for not being here is that he's feeling a bit sick because he's had uh, he's had too many Quality Street. In fact, uh, I did get in touch with his mum to check. She said it's true, but he had all the best ones and he puts the rappers back in the tin. So he doesn't deserve any Christmas presents next year. Um, now, a friend of the show, Roy Keane, loves to pop by every week, as you know, and as our lawyers have asked us to again stress, it's not really Roy Keane, it's someone who sounds like Roy Keane, but he likes to rant about the things that have been getting on his wick. We've already heard from him once today, but as it's Christmas, and we've all been very good this year, you can have seconds. 
lots have been coming in as always uh this one is top of the pile though tracy jones has uh, tweeted us asking roy his thoughts on people dawdling and aimlessly wandering in the middle of the aisle in supermarkets like they're on a day out at the beach that's one of the worst things you don't go into the supermarket without a list or a plan you got to know what you're doing in there. You know, your people just wandering about like they've gone there to chill out, or just you know like they've never <laughs> seen food on a shelf before. You know, you should have shelves at home. You know, if you want to corporate stuff, just open your own cupboards and have a look in there. Have a look at your cinnamon sticks and your dill or whatever you got. Don't go doing it on my time. But certainly not when there's a global pandemic on. You got to keep moving around no, the one-way yeah. system. By the way, don't go mucking about with that. It's very important that we stick to it. And then you're in the way, you're looking at Greek yogurt, and then you don't even buy it. Yeah. I mean, what answers were you looking for <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a bottle of yop? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a, you're a list man, Roy. You write it all down on a little scrap of paper before you go I'm a football manager. In. You don't go in without tactics. You don't go in there without knowing who your first 11 <laughs> are. Course, if you go yeah. to a supermarket not knowing who's in your first <laughs> yeah. team, you know, carrots, broccoli, you need, by the way, <laughs> and first names on the team sheet are onions and garlic and ginger and tomatoes. Yeah, They're basically of course, the yeah. basis of the everything. Holy grail, yeah. You can't yeah. make anything without them, so what's your plan now? You know, that's your, that's your back four. You know, you can't make any sort of reduction or a gravy without them. People don't know what they're... You know, the game's gone. TV changed shopping a long time ago. You know, it's not the same going to Sainsbury's than it was in the 80s. Yeah. You know, the atmosphere is a lot better back then. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Hello, welcome to the best of rock and roll football. I'm Matt Dyson, and this is pretty much all we've got time for today, I'm afraid. I do hope you had a nice time. We're now off to the rock and roll football Christmas party. Apparently, Fordy has got a nice surprise for me, waiting under the mistletoe. I can't wait to find out what that is. Uh, sadly, we've not been able to bring you any goal updates today, but as by now, surely someone somewhere has scored. I'll leave you with my favourite thing about doing the show in December, the festive air horn. <laughs> Rock and Roll Football Podcast Done This is the best of rock and roll football, um, which some people might say, unfairly, won't stretch over three hours. Well, let's see. Uh, I'm Matt Ford. Matt Dyson can't be here today, so we're not live. He will be fine. Don't worry about him. But last night, you checked the uh, championship table, saw where Forrest are, and has now been signed off sick until 2023. Uh, you've been voting all month in the World Cup of 80s Christmas songs, and the results are in. Let's cross over to our man stuck in the 80s, Matt Dyson, for the final results. Dyson! Dyson! Where, even when we're pre-recorded, he can't come in at the right time. Come on, man. Oh, sorry, Fordy. Sorry, I, th I thought I was having this bit off. Uh, right. Um, uh, yeah, the results of the absolute 80s World Cup of Christmas songs are in. And the winner is The Pogues, featuring Kirsty McCall and Fairy Tale of New York. Back to you, Fordy. Ah, yes, I love... The Pogues, featuring Kirsty McCall and Fairy Tale of New York. Definitely my favourite Christmas song. And remember, if you love your 80s songs, you can listen to Absolute 80s in the Absolute Radio app or on your smart speaker.